Welcome to Awakening Today. This is our midweek resource for you in your Bible reading plan, which is available at awakeningchurch.com. We want to provide these episodes in supplement to your Bible reading. This is the week of March 29th. You've been reading Job 36 through 40, Proverbs 19 through 22. My name's Chris. I'm so glad you're here. If we haven't met yet, I'm one of the pastors on staff at Awakening Church, and we want to talk more about the book of Job today. So if you've got a Bible, head to Job chapter 36. We'll kind of talk around 36 through 41 as we get going today. We're so glad you're with us. Before we get to Job, you know, there's this part in the New Testament that I love. It's in the book of Romans. And maybe if you want to go there first, we could go there first. Or you could just listen to me read it out loud. It's in the 11th chapter of Romans. And Romans is this crazy book. Man, it's like theology on theology, on theology. If you've ever read Romans straight through, it's a headache. It's Paul's, many people say it's Paul, St. Paul's masterpiece, man. This guy just goes down every trail and comes up with gold um, of brilliant, brilliant stuff about the gospel and Jesus and Israel and Genesis and Adam and all this stuff. Okay. He, that's what he does for 11 chapters. It's this letter to this Roman church. At the end of the 11th chapter, after he's in probably the most intense discussion about God's sovereignty, prayer, his justice, and about suffering, stuff that kind of Job talks about, he has this line that has always struck me. So he's done 11 chapters of theological writing, and then he says this in Romans 11.33. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given him a gift that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. That's Romans 11, 33 through 36. Paul's conclusion after he's thought and thought and thought about God and the mysteries of his grace in the midst of our own pain and suffering and sin, his conclusion <laughs> is Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, the depths of the riches, how unsearchable are his judgments. I love it because Paul gets to this point where he's done thinking and he starts worshiping because he's realized if I go to the end of my brain, it's not enough. My heart is overwhelmed with how mysterious, beautiful, and large, and holy, and majestic God really is. Now, what does this have to do with Job? Well, what's interesting is when you read these words and you do cross-references in your Bible, right? You look at what these verses, where they, the same words also appear in your Bible. 
Some Bibles have a cross-reference, or you can go to BibleGateway.com and just make sure cross-references are on, and you can click links, like little hyperlinks to other parts of your Bible. If you were to do that, you would realize that actually what Paul is doing here is basically quoting three different places of Job, because Paul is coming to the same conclusion Job came to. We talked last week, Job exhausted all of the world's wisdom. All his friends came to him and recited tons and tons of wisdom, and it wasn't enough. He got frustrated. He was banging his head against the wall, and he was arguing with God. And then God, in chapter 38, he shows up. And I said in last episode that the difference between the world's wisdom and God's wisdom is presence and experience, that God is present with us in our pain and can say, I know your pain because God has entered into the world. He's not apart from the world. And when Paul is in Romans thinking his grand thoughts about God, he's brought to Job and the answer of the whirlwind. In Job chapter 36, verse 22, Job God answering in the whirlwind says this, then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? In other words, who's, who's saying all these things without really understanding them? Verse three, dress for action like a man. (laughs) This is what God says. I will question you and you make it known to me. He's basically like, okay, put on your shoes and come into my court and you tell me how to run the universe. (laughs) It's insane. Verse four, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. That's Job 38, one through four. You read that in your Bible reading plan. What was your reaction to that? What was your reaction to seeing Job and his friends make accusations and loft knowledge and then see God show up? It's so beautiful to me. It's beautiful the way Paul has God show up at the end of Romans and just says, oh, the glory and the riches of God's wisdom. And it's beautiful to read 37 chapters of pain and guessing and then get to 38 and have God arrive. I think that's what we're waiting for whenever we're in pain. You see, like last episode, when we're in pain, we, we are seeking an explanation. But what God proves to us is that we do not need an explanation We need a person. We don't need knowledge of how things should be or how things could be or explaining our suffering away. We need presence in the midst of our suffering from an almighty God. This is what we need when we suffer. And I believe right now, this is what the church needs. This is what human beings need. Beware of pursuing the world's wisdom only to come up empty and await God's arrival in your life during this time. When God shows up in the book of Job, it makes me think 
What we really need in this time is not someone to tell us what's going on, but someone to be with us when stuff is going on. We need accompaniment in the journey. We need not just accompaniment, but accompaniment from someone who understands things we don't understand. In other words, I can't put it more simply than this. We need God. And Job is the beautiful story of helping a reader understand that they need God. That no matter what, that will be the balm to your suffering. So let me put it in today's terms with this coronavirus. A lot of us are seeking an explanation for the coronavirus. And it's great. We should look for it. Thinking about how science can explain the virus to us and offer healing and offer help. And that's great. But in the meantime, what do we have? We are looking for explanations. God is offering us himself, arriving to us in the whirlwind. In the midst of our pain, in the midst of our suffering, are we aware that God is arriving to us today, showing up in the same way he showed up to Job. You see, the end of Job is not a rebuke of a stupid man's words, but an invitation to a faithful God's wisdom. A lot of people think this is maybe God, you know, dunking on Job, basically. But no, this is God being God. And that's what you and I need right now, is someone to sit us down and tell us, We don't understand, but he does, and he's here to be with us. And the end of Job is the beautiful story of God arriving in Job's pain. Four friends come in and come out. Explanations are given. None are satisfactory. Then God arrives, and the atmosphere changes. What you and I need in the midst of this confusing time as Christians is God's presence, which he gives to all people through his son, Jesus Christ, and the power of his Holy Spirit. That's what you and I need today. We do not need an explanation for why the coronavirus is happening. Even if I were to come to you and give that to you, it wouldn't satisfy you. Let me tell you that. Let me think about this. Think about another time in your life where tremendous suffering has happened. What if someone came to you and told you exactly why it happened? It wouldn't give you comfort. It might enrage you. But what if you were in tremendous pain and someone showed up with a meal? Or let me, let me put this in another way. When you were a child, right, and you fell and scraped your knee, When someone came to you and said, hey, the reason you fell and scraped your knee is because you weren't looking where you were walking, you would continue to cry. But what would happen if you fell and scraped your knee and your father or your mother approached you and held you and said, it's going to be okay. I can help you and heal you. I can bandage you up. See, presence and experience is far more powerful than explanation and knowledge. Explanation and knowledge only goes so far. Presence and experience gives us comfort and heals us. And when that presence and experience comes from someone outside of our experience, outside of our world, older than us, bigger than us, wiser than than us, holier than us, 
were given healing. And that's the book of Job. And that's what Romans says when Paul says, for from him and through him and to him are all things, good and bad, to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. May you walk in the wisdom and the power of God as you learn from him. And may we receive the comfort and presence and experience of God in our lives, even when we can't explain what's going on. And may you have his grace and peace with you every day today, uh, every day this week. We love you. We're grateful for you. And we'll see you next week.